Good morning, everybody. Please stand with us. We're going to sing about our everlasting God. We're going to need uh, your help, too, with your hands clapping.
He's good, He is above all things. His love endures forever. Sing praise, sing praise. With a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, His love endures forever. That's been reborn. His love endures forever. Sing praise. Sing praise. Sing praise. Sing praise. Forever God is faithful. Forever God is strong. Oh 
excited that today is the fall kickoff and so your snacks and your stuff is out there under the tree but I thought it would be really good for us to hear from the worship team what they're excited about and what they love about fall pumpkin spice lattes Michigan football pretty leaves <laughs> pumpkins and cool mountain air Oh, Sarah, you know you're not in Colorado anymore, but we digress. Actually, I wish I would have asked that just a little bit better because what I'm really curious about is what you're excited about fall at Church of the Palms as in fall kickoff. Well, I'll tell you what I'm excited. First of all, I'm excited to journey with you through Michigan's undefeated season. Yes, <laughs> excellent. Second, I'm excited about fall kickoff because it gets a chance to get refocused. And this year, we are focusing on the topic, Back to the Future, In the Beginning Was the Word. As we think about moving forward, we want to look backward to the scriptures because in the beginning was the word and Presbyterians believe that the Bible is at the very heart of who we are. We believe it's the unique and authoritative witness to Jesus Christ. And so we are going to be focusing, refocusing on scripture and we're going to be doing that in all sorts of ways. The preachers are going to be preaching through the common lectionary, which is this exhaustive calendar throughout all of scripture. We'll be doing that on Sunday mornings. And then we're going to be inviting you to be participating with us in daily Bible reading, and we have an opportunity for you to do that through an app, and I'll talk about that later, and we'll have 
an opportunity for you to see in our bulletin the reading, so we encourage you to be doing that every day. And then lastly, I'm teaching a class here on Wednesday evenings at 6.30. It's our Wednesday Night Life uh, program, and I'll be teaching on uh, the strange, amazing, and life-changing word of the Bible. We'll be taking a look at Scripture and what is the Bible about and how do we get to understand the nature of the Bible. So join us at 6.30 on Wednesday evenings, and that will be the source for our small groups. You can watch online as well, and you can even download the archive uh, from our website. So speaking of small groups, take it away, Dr. Brown. Yes, we have 14 groups already set to go and start. The groups are still being formed. If you like to keep seeing people on Zoom, we have Zoom classes. If you rather see them in person, we have in-person classes too. Apart from discussing Pastor Steve's um, lectures, we also share joys and concerns and pray together and have fellowship. So call me or go to the tree and they sign up also after the service. Also, there is something else new that God is doing among ours. Our Miss Susan Neisler has started a kickoff of seniors and their caregivers tea. I love tea. Forgot to bring my cup and saucer to show you. But come to tea to have to drink tea and have conversations with one another. There will be four more this year. Good morning. I'm excited to share with you one of the things I'm excited about this fall, which is our mission partners. And we have a new mission partner, an organization called Second Heart Homes. And they're doing really amazing work with the uh, people who are suffering from mental disabilities in our community who have either experienced or or are at risk of experiencing homelessness. So their goal is to provide long-term solutions that revive dignity and enhance quality of life through self-sufficiency. They're doing amazing work, and there are a lot of ways that we can support them. So if you're interested in participating as a volunteer or exploring the ways we can, um, again, uh, support their work, reach out to me. I also want to raise to your attention two of our long-term ministries here at Church of the Palms that could really benefit from your time uh, and your talents, and that is our food pantry and our tutoring ministry. Both have been very hard hit by the pandemic in a number of ways. So tutoring is on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Linda needs all levels of tutors, especially has a need for those proficient in sixth grade math and above, which counts me out. (laughs) We also need... Sorry, embarrassing my kids. Um, We also need volunteers for the registration desk and the exit door on Tuesdays. So you can contact Linda uh, to get more information about that. But she needs tutors, and my goodness, kids need tutors right now. In addition, the food pantry is having a really high demand of people come through our doors. Uh, They need people, adults, to serve as greeters in the food pantry from 10 to 1, Monday through Friday, as well as kitchen volunteers for Wednesday night dinners and other events. You can contact Kathy Robinette about serving in our food pantry. Thanks, Sarah. And I am also excited about our community speaker series. And Jay's going to come up, and she's going to show you this basket that you could win. It's a self-care basket. You can just walk right here and just show it, and I'll talk. You didn't know that was part of the deal, did you? <laughs> this is for the Jen Hatmaker um, speak when she comes on November 17th. Tickets are only $10 
All proceeds go to Samaritan Counseling. She's going to be talking to us about care and connection throughout this COVID season. And you might win one of these amazing self-care baskets just by being there. It's like a win-win. So we hope you'll join us for Jen Hatmaker and for all of the speakers that we have lined up for you. And I think her tickets go on sale September 1st. Thank you, Jay. And God did a new thing in our chapel. It's all renovated through the support of some wonderful church members. So we are doing a new thing in it. We're going to have a noontime concert series uh, starting in October. $10 will get you soup in the campus center and then a concert at 1230 in the chapel. And very different music. I hope you will enjoy. And we are going to do this all the way through March. We will finish with an organ concert in March in the sanctuary. But we hope you will join us. So you can see why we're excited about the fall kickoff and all of the things that are going to be happening at Church of the Palms. That's just a taste of what is to come. In your bag, as you leave today and you get your very own one per family shopping bag with Church of the Palms mugs and other goodies inside, the Connect is in there that has all of this information and even more. So then after you get that, go out under the tree, that's where your snacks are, and talk to each other, greet each other, and talk to some ministry leaders and wonder about the new thing that God might be doing in your life by connecting with others and connecting with God. For those of you watching online, we have a one-stop drive-through from 12.30 to 1.30 today, right in front of the sanctuary, where you can pick up your goodie bag. Thank you for your attention, for all this important stuff, and we have a little closing video from Family Ministry. Good morning, Church of the Palms. Happy Sunday. We are so excited that you are here worshiping with us this morning. And we at Family Ministry just wanted to take a second to introduce ourselves if you haven't met us yet. Hi, I'm Carol Homeister and I'm the Children's Director. And my name is Connor Peters and I'm the Student Family Ministry Director here. Impact Kids is our Sunday Kids program upstairs and we just wrapped up our Happy Camper Summer Series. We had so much fun with the kids. This fall, we're excited to uh, start our new kids series, and um, it's the journey through the Bible in a year. So we're excited to learn and teach your kids. Um, we've got a lot of exciting milestones happening with our kids that we're going to celebrate. Um, we've got Bible third grade Bible presentation. We have the homeless sleepover, which is a blast. We have acolyte training, family fun night, and we're even planning a children's family retreat. So exciting. At Student Ministry, we had such a great summer as well, getting to head up to North Carolina for Montreat, getting to have worship services here on campus, and also getting to serve in our very own food pantry. It's been quite a summer, and uh, this fall we are equally excited for because we're getting to gather at 9 a.m. over in the Palm Center now, and uh, we have great food, it's time spent with great friends, and we have very relevant conversation just regarding our own faith journey and what it looks like to live out our faith in our everyday life. And in addition to that, we even have some special things planned out this fall too. So after service, we'll be out in the courtyard under the tree to meet with you and your teens and your children and answer any questions that you have. And we'll even get to have some resources for you to help you better understand our vision and our direction for this fall. So we really hope we'll get to see you out there. Yeah, we'll see you out there. 
so we are at that time in our service where we get to worship God with our tithes, with our offerings, and you know there are many ways to give, and there are baskets on the tables as you leave. We are so grateful for the way you are so generous and the way you partner with us to love God and to love neighbor. I'd like to invite my mic runners to come forward as we're going to enter into a uh, little time of prayer, of course. And um, would you introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Sarah Soboleski. I am the Director of Ministry and Mission here at Church of the Palms. And what about your school? I am a senior in my final year at University of Dubuque Theological Seminary. <laughs> Praise Jesus. And you. And I am Geneviève Beauchamp. I'm on the other side. I do the music ministry over there. And I want to be like Lori and like Sarah. And I'm doing the same thing. I'm a senior. I'm a senior at UDTS as well. Wow. Awesome. So they will come out with the microphones if you would like to raise either a joy or a concern. How can we be praying for each other today? Uh, yeah, we have a family, uh, family friends. Their son was killed in a car accident two nights ago. So oh he was 57. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Thank you uh, for sharing that. Uh, breaks our hearts. And um, we'll be lifting up that family and others who have lost loved ones, especially those young people. I'd like to ask prayers for those in the path of the storm, Ida, and also for those who are fighting cancer. In particular, I'm thinking of Christina, who's my stepdaughter, yes. and um, Sebastian, and uh, Katrine. Thank you. Thank you. And I forgot what Connor taught us. I love when he says, I'll say, we'll say, Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, Hear our prayer. Um, just prayers for our students. Um, now they're wearing masks at school, and I'm sure a lot of people don't like that, but um, my daughter's just getting off of quarantine from having, despite being vaccinated, having COVID, and being out of school for 10 days. And there's no Zooming into class anymore. So they're missing wow. huge chunks wow. of time. I mean, my daughter had one week of school, and then she was out. Wow. So, um, you know, it, I just pray for the kids, you know, and that they, they all wear their masks and hopefully get vaccinated, but that they're safe and that the school is offering tutoring services, but it's not the same as being in class. Yeah, thanks, so. Emily. It's so chaotic, and everyone's trying to do the best they can, but it is really disruptive and so hard especially on our young people and our teachers as well. It's just, it's just tough. Thank you. Lord, hear our prayers. I have a childhood friend whose brother uh, had cancer in his leg, and that has now progressed to tumors in his brain, um, and he has gone into hospice care. So oh, name? prayer, Blake. Blake, oh. Prayers for his family. Lord, hear our prayers. Um, just wanted to lift up prayers for the 
um, families of the service members that were killed this week in Afghanistan. Yeah, thank you. And for all the people of Afghanistan and all the military service people who are still serving there, Lord, hear our prayers. Um, I would like to pray for my great uncle who has just recently passed away. Oh, for his family, Sam? Yeah. What's his name? Sid. Sid, so we'll pray for Sid's family. Thank you for lifting that up. Lord, hear our prayers. Um, I want to pray for my cousin, Danielle, who also has cancer, skin cancer. Oh, thank you, Steph. And for Danielle, Lord, hear our prayers. Um, I was just going to say, I, we've just been through a lot of rough stuff lately, right? So yeah. my prayer is just that people slow down, take a minute, and connect with God. And just it just brings yeah. people to a place where they're like, what is this all about? What is this life all about? That's yeah. my prayer. Thank you, and Lord, hear our prayers. All right. Let's pray together. Gracious and loving God, the need is great. There is cancer and COVID and other diagnoses that just break our heart. We have young families experiencing death. We have old families losing partners who they have just loved to death for their whole time together. The pain is real. Our hurt is real. And Lord, we pray that you would just wrap your arms around us, that you would meet us in our pain, that you would use us as a, as a comfort and as a, a sense of peace for those around us. We are grateful, Lord, to be in your presence. We are grateful to be among your people. Slow us down. Show us what's most important. And never, ever let us go. All this we ask in your Son's name. Amen. Hi, my name is Steve McConnell. I used to preach here. <laughs> I'm glad to be invited back. Uh, a couple of uh, other announcements um, to remind you again that we'll be teaching on um, the amazing, strange, and life-changing Word of the Bible at 6.30 on Wednesday nights. I'll be teaching that class, and love to have you come. We won't have dinner beforehand because of COVID issues, so, uh, but join us there. If not, you can join us online, live stream at 6.30 on Wednesday night or you can find the video recording uh, in our archive later on. Uh, looking ahead, September 11th, the 20th anniversary of September 11th is coming upon us. That's a week from this coming Saturday, September 11th, of course. And we are going to be taking a moment to remember that day here at COP. We'll be over in the sanctuary at 9 a.m., for a brief little prayer service, and then following that, there will be a time of reflection and meditation that will extend to you all the way until 10 o'clock. So join us at, uh, on the 11th at 9 a.m. over in the sanctuary. 
And then uh, some of you have been asking about our efforts toward relief uh, to Haiti. And you, we all know that they have undergone a devastating earthquake again. And so I'm grateful for our Global Partners team that's been working to find ways by which we can support those good folks through one of our um, partners, Agape Flights, that flies out of Venice back and forth to Haiti. And uh, we have sponsored a couple of flights uh, over to Haiti from Agape Flights uh, to the tune of $25,000. And that we have also taken some of our food pantry money and given uh, direct food relief as well through Agape Flights uh, over to Haiti. So $50,000, not to mention our students who have uh, rallied for the cause and have coordinated our effort to give uh, supplies, relief supplies, uh, to Agape Flights so that they could be sent down. So hats off to our student ministry for doing that good work. Excellent, excellent. So lots of places to be praying about, Afghanistan to be sure and our dear friends in Louisiana and Mississippi as they right now are in the middle of the storm, and our friends in Haiti as well. I'd like to read to you a couple of from Scripture from the Old Testament, first from the prophet Isaiah, uh, chapter 43, verses 18 through 21. Hear the word of God. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old, I'm about to do a new thing, and now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness, a river in the desert. The wild animals will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, for I give water in the wilderness, rivers in the desert, to give drink to my chosen people, the people whom I'm formed for myself, so that they might declare my praise. And then from the neighboring prophet Jeremiah, as he speaks about the same time in history and says, For from the least to the greatest of them, everyone is greedy for unjust gain, and from prophet to priest, everyone deals falsely. They have treated the wound of my people carelessly, saying, Peace, peace, when there is no peace. They acted shamefully, they committed abomination, yet they were not ashamed, they did not know how to blush. Therefore they shall fall among those who fall at the time that I punish them. They shall be overthrown, says the Lord. For thus says the Lord, stand at the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way lies and walk in it and find rest for your souls. This is the word of the Lord. Let us pray. <clears throat> By your grace and through your mercy, we pray, O oh Lord, that you will allow these words to come to point to the word just read and to the word made flesh in Jesus the Christ, for we pray this in his name. Amen. Last weekend, I was up in New Jersey performing a wedding for a young woman who, close to 30 years ago, as an infant, I held in my arms and baptized. It was the same weekend in which Hurricane Henri decided to pay a visit to the greater New York City area. I had to go to New York to find a hurricane. <laughs> Henri posed no threat to the outdoor wedding's festivities, but he was to arrive just around the time the following day when my plane was scheduled to take off for my return to Florida. 
Well, technology these days provides us with a little bit too much information, so of course I was on this app and that app trying to forecast what were the chances of my flight taking off. The evening before, it did not look very good. Warnings delivered to my email by the airlines, radar maps on my weather app were not boding well. So the next morning, we jumped into the car, my friend and I, as he drove me to the airport with crossed fingers and fervent prayers. And while we drove on the highway, through the wind and the rain, we came upon a caravan, a caravan of trucks, a caravan of power trucks from the regional power company heading east. And we knew where they were going. We've seen it often enough here in Florida, these caravans of power trucks coming from other states in anticipation of a storm. These power trucks were heading into the storm. They were racing to help people. We can only imagine similar caravans are heading right now to Louisiana. Well, two thoughts got expressed in our car that morning as we witnessed this line of trucks heading into harm's way. The first was this. In this time of rancorous and toxic politics, none of the trucks had bumper stickers. None of the trucks had furling political flags. None of the trucks had provocative symbols. They were just power trucks heading into the eye of the storm. No agenda, no fight to pick, no debate to endure. They were just people whose mission it was to help folks. The other thought that got expressed in the car as we watched these trucks was the thought that what I was expressing to myself, which was that we were all heading in the same direction, but I was more worried about getting out of the storm. And they were worried about getting into it. So as it turned out, my friend and I exited off the highway at the airport while the power trucks kept heading east to an uncertain peril. As it turned out, my flight was one of the lucky ones that was not canceled. And as it turned out, we left three minutes early. <laughs> but the long plane ride gives a person a chance to think. And I thought more about those thoughts that we had in the car. And it got me thinking a little bit about the mission of the church. And that the mission of the church is and always will be about heading into the storm. It's been that way since the very beginning when the disciples were being tossed around by the winds and the waves of the Sea of Galilee. And who should appear walking right toward them in the middle of the storm? Jesus. So when Jesus says, follow me, he's almost always inviting us to follow him into some kind of storm. All sorts of storms. Storms whirling around in people's hearts and in people's psyches. The storms whirling in families. The storms whirling in our towns. The storms whirling during a pandemic. The storms whirling in the world. When Jesus says, follow me, he's really not interested in bumper stickers and furling flags. And he's really not impressed by our catching the next flight out of town. Jesus keeps it simple. As you've done it to the least of these, you've done it to me. Love God, love neighbor. When the storms come, pack the truck, head to the eye. The bumper stickers, the flags, the little agendas, the anxiety over our little worries over self-protection, they divert us from the mission. The church exists always for its mission. When it loses its mission, it loses itself. It makes me think of a story I've shared before about a crude little life-saving station perched on a dangerous seacoast where shipwrecks occur. 
The building was just a hut, and there was only a, one boat, but the few devoted members kept a constant watch over the sea, and with no thought for themselves, went out day and night, tirelessly searching for the lost. Many lives were saved by this wonderful little station, so that it became famous. Some of those who were saved, and various others in the surrounding area, wanted to become associated with the station, give of their time and their money and effort in support of its work. New boats were bought, new crews trained, the little life-saving station grew. Well, some of the members of the life-saving station were unhappy that the building was so crude and poorly equipped. They felt that a more comfortable place should be provided as the first refuge of those saved from the sea. So they replaced the emergency cots with beds and put better furniture in the enlarged building. Fewer members were now interested in going to sea on the life-saving missions, so they hired lifeboat crews to do that work. Around the same time, a large ship wrecked off the coast, and the hired crews brought in boatloads of cold, wet, and half-drowned people. They were dirty and sick, and some of them had black skin, and some had brown skin, and the new beautiful club was in chaos. At the next meeting, there was a split in the membership. Most of the members wanted to stop the club's life-saving activities as being unpleasant and a hindrance to the social life of the club. Some members insisted upon life-saving as the primary purpose and pointed out that they were still called a life-saving station. But they were voted down and told that if they wanted to save lives of various kinds of people shipwrecked in the waters, they could begin their own life-saving station down the coast, which they did. As the years went by, the new station experienced the same changes that occurred in the old. It involved the old club, and another life-saving station was founded, and history continued to repeat itself. And if you visit the seacoast today, you'll find a number of exclusive clubs along the shore. Shipwrecks are frequent still but most of the people drown. It's easy to lose track of the mission. So the good word tells us that God is doing a new thing. Isaiah, the prophet, speaks to the people of exile who have been held captive in a foreign land. He tells them that God is up to something and God will deliver them from their bondage and God will return them to their land and God will help them build a new temple and God will shape them into a new community. A great promise, not just for them, but for we COVID people, right? Because we're tired of being held captive. We're tired of the where and the when of wearing masks. We're tired of the new variant and the new surge. We just want it over. So the good words says, God's doing a new thing. God is bringing about a new community. God is starting a new chapter, and the truth is, there's a whole lot about this new future we still don't know. It remains to be seen. We don't know what's ahead, but what we do know is that what's ahead is God's. That the future is always God's. Did you hear that? The future is always God's. And because the future is always God's, it seems that the most logical thing then to do in order to understand God's future is to understand God's past. It's what Jeremiah is saying, I think, when he speaks to that same captive community that Isaiah was speaking to when he says, stand at the crossroads and look and ask for the ancient paths where the good way lies and walk in it and find rest for your souls. If you want to go forward, Jeremiah says, go backward. If you want to know where the good way lies, check out the old map. If you want to find rest for your souls, go to the one whose yoke is easy and burden is light. If you want to know God's future, then immerse yourself in God's ancient past. Back to the future.
So this year, we're going to go back to the future, which is another way we're saying that we're going to deep, take a deep dive into the Bible, discover the ancient past, learn the ways of God, read the Bible every day, because it's the ways of God that never change. God is always doing a new thing, but he's always doing it in the old way. The gospel is always being forwarded to a new address, but it's always the same gospel. Jesus is the one who teaches us that. He teaches the old law so that we can discover the new ways of applying the old law. So we take our boats, we go out to the deep, we dive in, and we discover again these ancient paths. And why wouldn't we? Because the, Isaiah says that the word of the Lord endures forever. The Bible and the Savior it points us to will far outlast the bumper stickers and banners and blowhards, far outlast Facebook, far outlast your favorite political party, far outlast Netflix, if you can believe that, far outlast the next election, because you see what those things do? They keep us from heading into the storm. They keep us from jumping into the boat. They keep us from being about the mission of the church. They keep us from following Jesus into the wind and the waves. They keep us from rolling up our sleeves instead of thinking that somehow the future rests in some kind of political party. Poppycock. That's a biblical word, poppycock. The future is God's. God says, get in the boat, jump on the truck, and head to the storm. When COVID hit us 18 months ago, we had no idea what the future was. No idea, except that we knew it was God's. So the mission got simple. Follow the ancient paths. Feed people, visit people, teach people, text people, take care of children, counsel people, worship online. Real simple. When the race issue hit the headlines, we jumped on the, We didn't jump on the next plane. We, we dove a little bit into that storm. Have we done it perfectly? Of course not. But you know, I've never believed more in the mission of the church than I do right now. In what other place during these crazy times are you going to find people who worship and sing and feed the hungry and teach and counsel and support missionaries and visit the sick and marry, bury, and baptize and give blood and pray and study and tutor children, all without bumper stickers and banners? Except, of course, our pretty little COP mugs. <laughs> the life-saving station on Bee Ridge Road, looking for people in the storm and reminding them how much they are loved by God and loved by God's people, and it's all in the ancient text. The Word of God, the Word of God in the flesh. Nowhere else to be than in the good book. No better place and no better time. You never know what you will find in here. I love the story that Kathleen Norris tells about her travels around the Midwest, and she got coupled up with a guy named Arlo, and they got talking about lots of things, and they got talking about religion, and Arlo invoked the memory of his grandfather, whom he called a darn good Presbyterian. And he remembered a story about his grandfather that left an impression on him, he said that when he and his wife got married, his grandfather gave him a Bible for a wedding gift. He gave him one of those big, expensive wedding Bibles that they used to give at weddings. It was bound in white leather with their names in gold embossed on the cover. Arlo, not really being a religious man, left the Bible in the box and put it up on the top shelf of the bedroom closet. For months afterward, Arlo said his grandfather would come and ask him how he liked that Bible. Well, the wife had written a thank you note, and he had thanked him several times in person, but somehow old grandpa wouldn't let that Bible go, just kept asking about it. Well, not until years later after grandpa died, Arlo got thinking about granddad's 
persistent inquiry about the Bible, so he decided to get it down off the shelf to see if there was anything unusual about this Bible. Well, he said the joke was on me. I found that Granddad had placed a $20 bill right there at the beginning of the book of Genesis, and also a $20 bill at the beginning of the next book, and the next book, 66 books, 66 $20 bills. Yeah, Grandpa, bet I would never find it. God's doing a new thing. So stand at the crossroads. Look, ask for the ancient paths where the good way lies. Walk in it. Find rest for your souls. Back to the future. Let's pray. So much to discover, O oh God. Help us to pause at the crossroads and wonder what lies in the ancient paths. Help us discover the good, the good way that we may be faithful to you, that we may be about the mission of the church, and that we may learn what it is that you would have us to know, that we can be your people saving those who are lost. In Christ's name, amen. Please stand. We stand and lift up our hands For joy of the Lord is our strength We bow down Worship Him now How great How awesome be Together we sing Everyone sing Oh is Lord
Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit rest and abide with you now and forevermore. Amen. Yeah. 